Hi there, and welcome to the Into the Wolf podcast. I'm the host, Seth Rigoletti, leadership coach uh, at SethRigoletti.com. And uh, this podcast, Into the Wolf, is about the things that we have to do to, to become more authentic, the changes we have to make uh, in our communication and our behavior in order to have a bigger impact. And, and I don't know if you noticed this, but in self-help books and you know, I've always been a little bit annoyed like when I read any kind of self-help book or or even a business book where they say things like just be yourself or trust yourself or you know improve your communication and and then they don't really tell you how to do those things it's just sort of assumed that we all know what that is so this podcast is really about some of these things that we can do to be more authentic to trust ourselves more to communicate a little bit more more clearly in in the those changes uh, at least in my experience, are profound, you know, and they require um, a real loss sometimes of what we think we are, and thus the the into the wolf piece. Today's podcast is about curiosity, you know, being being curious. And one thing I want to say is that you know, curiosity. All the other things that we've talked about, all the other podcasts that I've put out there. Uh, they're all really helpful, but the, but none of them really can. You can't really make any changes unless you're willing to, to be curious. It is the key to being more. In my experience, it is the key to being more present and being able to have more freedom of choice in a moment. So the first thing I want to say about this is is just to establish that judgmental being judgmental judging or judging minds are are inherently closed to new experiences or to to new discoveries because we when we're judging when we're judging other people or judging ourselves or judging a situation we already know what that situation is we already have an idea of what is possible or not possible in this moment and we create a kind of closed environment. And in communication, that judging piece really gets in the way of building up uh, a relationship. When we think we know what we are seeing, when we think we know what is happening, when I believe I understand the situation and the p- other people's intentions, I can't actually meet them where they're at. I can't actually communicate them or even be interested in what they have to say if anything that they have to say is different from what I think that they're saying. And if that sounds confusing, I'll give a couple of examples uh, later on. Trust in communication, and you've probably heard me say this a, a few times, and hopefully it's been clear that trust comes from the relationship the relationship is built on the quality of the connection and the quality of the connection is built on the communication. Why do we trust anybody, right? Like, why do we trust people? I don't mean the, like, the parts of us, those of us who have, like, that quality of, you know, just we trust anything and anybody and we're, we're gullible. And I don't mean that kind of piece. I mean... You know, real kind of trust, like real sort of like I, even though you might make a mistake, I still trust you because on some level, 
relationship-wise, I believe in you. I believe that your intentions are good. I believe that your intentions, you know, that you're going to do the work that you need to do to improve. Like, I trust you. You know, that kind of trust that we have with our, you know, get, handing over our children to someone or a, a beloved pet or, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong and, and, and we can't control for all those things. So the willingness to say, here are the things that are important to me, uh, and I trust that you will do the things that you need to do to make sure that these things work. So that trust and communication comes from some kind of relationship that we've developed, some understanding, but not just understanding like intellectual, but like emotional understanding of each other. And, and that can't happen if I'm closed. If I'm guarded, if I'm judging you, or, or frankly, if I'm judging myself, which is may seem to us most of the time as productive, you know, I'm just judging myself, I'm not judging you, but, but other people can't tell that's what's happening. So if I'm judging myself, I'm, I'm going to have a closed face, a closed body language. I'm going to, to feel tension. And that gets in the way of our ability to to connect. You know, we connect with people when they're open. We connect more with people when they're vulnerable. And it's hard to be vulnerable and judge at the same time, whether you're judging yourself or someone else. So the invitation right now is to ask yourself, what it would what it, what would it be like if I lived a little longer in the I don't know? And I don't know is a funny land. It's a funny country. Many of us don't like to live there. If you are in a long-term relationship, you've probably tried to stay away from there as long as possible. Like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what this situation means. I don't, no, we, we think we do know, right? If you worked at a place for a, an extended period of time, we think we know what's going to happen tomorrow. Even if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, we think we know what's going to happen in terms of like, is it going to be good or bad? And the judging part of our minds can click into this, like, I know that if these three things happen, it's going to be bad. Or I know if this person does this thing, it's going to be good. And, and we get so committed, <laughs> so committed to the, what we think we know about the future, about the past, even about what's sort of behind the curtain of what's happening right now. We think we know, and by thinking we know, we, again, get closed. So I don't know actually opens us up, and it opens us up specifically in these moments of conflict, and conflict is something that is really complicated for many of us. I, I, you know, it's funny. I haven't met too many people in my life who are like, and it's not that I haven't met any, but I haven't met a lot of people who are like, conflict, I'm all for it. I want it. And those people who love conflict, they tend to love conflict in the way that, mm, they tend to love conflict in a way that, that is a little off-putting, right? They just, they seem to everywhere, everything, every, you know, they go to the restaurant, it's a conflict. They go uh, walk down the street, they're yelling at cars. They're just like, uh, th that, those people are rare in my, in my ex circle, my experience. But most of us, and a lot of people that I work with, they don't like conflict. 
It's not that they're so much afraid of conflict. They just don't like it. And part of what, why we don't like it is because we think of it as a negative. We think of it as a, uh, a problem. You know, if I can avoid this conflict, I won't have to say this thing to this person. If I, if I can avoid having this conversation, then everything will just be okay between us. And, and that, that can work a little bit. Maybe, maybe it works with the barista at your local coffee shop, or maybe it works with that uh, relative that you really never see, like once every 10 years. Uh, and you're just like, you know, I'm really not going to have conflict with that person. I'm not going to really tell them what I really think. I'm not going to tell them that that upset me. And, and I get it, right? Because, because we don't really want a relationship with these people. You know, we don't really want to tell them what we think because we know that that would require being more vulnerable and it re- would require actually wanting to be closer, a stronger connection. And that may be a weird thing to think about with conflict, but conflict is the way in. It is a doorway into a deeper and more meaningful relationship with the people around you. It can also end the relationship. So I'm not going to lie to you. Like it's... I don't like that. The other person can say like, well, that's too bad. And then that could be the end of it. Right. But it is an opportunity. And if we can think about the kind of relationship we want with the people in our lives and in our work lives or in our personal lives, and we think about conflict and the conflict that we're trying to deal with and we get curious about it. Right. We, we, we don't judge it. We don't say this conflict is bad. Or this person, I know what this person is going to do when I say these things. I know how they're going to respond. We don't, we, do, we, don't, we don't assume that we know what is, what is going on. And we just, we just get curious. So email, email is a great example of this. Many of us use email as again from my perspective I think we're using email to try to get around direct communication so sometimes we think oh I'll just email these people and copy these other people and tell them what's happening and that will be good enough that's communication that's that's collaboration even right like I brought brought them all in and, and told them what's happening and then what will happen is that someone will like someone will respond. Maybe some ancillary person in the email chain, somebody that I just I copied just because to be nice, right? And that person will respond and will say, "I am not okay with this, right? Like this is not going to work for me." And you know, maybe they'll say, "You can't do that," right? They'll, they'll be like more direct, and and I'll you know I will or or you will or somebody who's who's written the email will feel like oh this person is gumming up the works and we think we know what their intention is you know, you know we think we understand we write a whole story in our minds about why this person is blocking this proposal why this person has said that uh, I can't go ahead and spend this money or I can't go ahead and make this hire or I can't go ahead and, and, and schedule this meeting or, or move this project forward, that this person is blocking me and I know why. And, and it, it's not about whether I'm right or wrong because maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? 
it doesn't really matter so much. What matters is that my res any response I have to this email, any response I have to this person is predicated on a judgment I've already made. You know, some judgment I've made of myself, some judgment I've made of them, some judgment I've made of the situation. And again, it's not about, you know, you're, you're an idiot and you can't judge these things and you can't ever, you know, interpret these things. That's not also what I'm trying to say at this moment. It's more about, wow, if I'm not curious about what actually is happening, I may be responding to something that I think is happening that's not happening and that would create a real problem. So the first, the first thing I want to ask myself, the first thing I want to be curious about is what was my intent when I sent this email? Get really clear. Sometimes, and I'm not suggesting that my, the people listening to this podcast are these kinds of people, but sometimes I might have the intent to uh, show off or I might have the intent to control a situation. My intention might be to make people behave a certain way. And if I'm not curious about my intention, that intention can become blind. I can become blind to that intention. It becomes like a something I can't see, right? And so if I can't see it, I can't actually own it. If I can't own it, I can't shift the dynamic in the conversation. If I'm clear about my intention, then I'm like, okay, so this was my intention. My intention was to inform or my intention was to ask for help. My intention was to say, I think this is something we all want. Get clear about that intention and then, then look back over the response to my email or rather look over my email and ask my, I know this is a lot of work, but this doesn't have to happen every single time. It's just in these moments of conflict. Look back over my email and ask myself, was well, that intention really clear? Like, be curious. Like, if I were sitting in someone else's shoes and I read this email, would I read it the same way I intended? And that's a uh, an empathy moment, but it's also just like being curious. Like, obviously, people are responding to something, and it may be something I did on purpose, and it may be something I did by accident, or it may be something they just interpreted wrongly with what I wrote. But it, but what was my intent? And then what did I actually write? And then. What am I actually seeing in their response? So sometimes I've actually looked at emails. This is a long time ago. I remember looking at an email and saying, this email is the most offensive email I've ever gotten. <laughs> it, was, it was from a colleague and it was just like, this email, ah, I can't believe this email. This, can you believe what this, but you know, part of me was like, I better check when with somebody just to be sure. So I showed it to somebody who didn't know my colleague, didn't know anybody in my in my sphere, and I just said, what do you think about this email? And they were like, hmm, sounds like this person wants to move the meeting to a different time. Like, like it was, they just like took the email on the face value. And I didn't realize was that I had a whole story, <laughs> a whole story about this email, a whole story about my, my relationship with this person. It was entirely predicated on past experiences and had nothing actually to do with what was said in the email. And when I tried to like argue for my story, which is an interesting thing to notice in ourselves, right? When I tried to like, no, you don't understand. As soon as I say, you don't understand, this is my key. If I hear myself saying, you don't understand, 
mm, I tend to think, say to myself, no, maybe, maybe I don't understand, right? Like, let me be curious about that. Do I understand? Do I really know what's happening here? Or am I in a story? You know, the last podcast about storytelling, like we live in these stories. And if we're not aware that we're living in a story, we can really impose the story on what's happening. That's where the judging mind comes into play, right? Oh, I know what this is about. This is about what happened last, you know, summer. <laughs> this is about, uh, I think that was a movie title, right? This is about, you know, the last meeting and this person didn't like what I said. And you know, we just come up with a story and uh, they're jealous or, or they're trying to control Okay, so then if I can be curious about it and I can say like, hmm, if I'm saying you don't understand, maybe I don't understand. And what do I really know about this situation? And then what's my story right now, right? Like what's my story about me? What's my story about this person, about this situation? And who would I be if I weren't in this story? I'm not saying that there won't ever be a story or that you can't have a story. I'm just opening up, be curious, who would I be? How would I act? Who would I, you know, what would I actually want to have happen if I weren't living in the story? And what is possible in this moment? What is possible in this communication if I were not living in the story and dealt with the email, dealt with the communication, the conflict more directly? Like, um, sounds like you don't want to have this meeting. Is that what I'm hearing? Right? Like just dealt with it really quick. Not like you don't want to have this meeting because you're afraid of blah, 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 blah. Like don't bring the story into it. Just name what actually is happening. And I'm not saying that people are like, are going to say like, Oh, thank you so much for naming what is, <laughs> but what they will do is that they will snap out of their own story. Well, I shouldn't say that they will. They are invited to snap out of their own story. Some people will fight for their right to stay in their story. What is possible if I don't live in my story and I meet the situation, the conflict, the moment, exactly as it is right now? What I call being clean, right? So if you're clean internally and you're not living in the story, what could you actually do? And if you, if you want, if one of your intentions that you were curious about before is like, oh, I really would like to work with this person. You know, I really would like to be more collaborative with this group or this leader. And if you want to be more collaborative, if you want that, then you have to ask yourself, what can I do to build a relationship with them? What can I do to deepen the trust here and the first thing you can do is to just you know just meet them where they are and be curious about what is it that they're talking about what is it that they really want what is it they're hearing because you want to know right you want to know something is happening here that's getting in the way of us working together and if i'm willing if i'm willing to be open i'm willing to be vulnerable I'm willing to be curious because I can't be curious and judgmental at the same time, right? I, it's just impossible for those two things to exist simultaneously. If I'm willing to be those things, then I'm also willing to learn more 
about what's happening between us. And if this all sounds like a lot of work, it may be, right? It's a lot of new stuff. It's a lot of like different ways of being in the world. Not not new, like we've talked about this for centuries, I think, you know, this kind of how do we deal with people? But this, if this sounds like a, like a complex new way, try not doing it for a while and see how like complicated it gets. How many emails back and forth? Do you ever feel like you're winning? <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're, you're getting people, this whole concept of getting people to buy in, you know, getting them uh, to align? We always think about, I think we all often think about these things mostly from what we want other people to do. But if you don't have trust, if you don't have a relationship, if you haven't spent the time meeting them where they're at and being clear about what it is that you want them to hear from your perspective, if you haven't dropped the story, if you're not curious, you're just going to keep doing the same patterns. We're just going to keep going through the same, I call it like the merry-go-round, just go around and around and around and nothing ever changes. So yeah, this, this is not something you're going to do with every single email. But if you have this person, this person who keeps getting in your way, and you think that they actually, you, you have evidence that they're not just evil, right? And this is maybe hard for some of us to believe, but if you have evidence that like, they're not just, you know, they're not out to, to get you. They're not a terrorist, literally, right? They're, they're trying to do a good job too. And so if they're trying to do a good job and you're trying to do a good job, there, there has to be a way, right? There, there's, you don't, doesn't mean you have to meet there, but it doesn't mean they have to go along, but, but it's possible, right? And if it's possible, the only way there, the only way to that place is if we get curious, we drop the judgment, drop the story and allow for some curiosity about what is happening. What story am I living in? What story is happening here? Who would I be? How would I deal with this if I weren't in that story? And if you can be curious in that moment, you have freedom to choose. You have the freedom to choose who you want to be in this moment. How present do you want to be in this moment? And what kind of a relationship, what kind of person do you want to be in this moment? And with that choice comes a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom and in a much much better, much more influential kind of leadership presence within your community, within your personal life, and within your work life, which, which is just win, win, win. Like everybody wins when we behave like this. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that everybody here found that some of this stuff was, was helpful enough to take home with you and and uh, let me know what you think and leave a comment and like uh, the Into the Wolf podcast. Really appreciate it or share it with friends. Uh, again, my name is Seth Rigoletti. I'm a leadership coach. You can find me at SethRigoletti.com and uh, love to hear from you. So thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it and look forward to doing more of these in the future.